What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Waiver Watchers podcast. I'm your host today, Jared. I'm joined by no one, no other than Josh and Trevor. Uh, we just got some few waiver wire pickups for you to look at for this week. Um, so we'll start with the quarterbacks per usual. So we'll go with our first one is going to be Deshaun Watson. Now, he's only re- he's only rostered in 30% of leagues. But the reason why we want to add Deshaun Watson is because he is uh, the trade talks has been intensifying again. Uh, there's multiple teams out there looking for him, like Carolina and Miami. So obviously, we know what the quarterback Deshaun Watson is. If you can get him, try and get him for a stash, and hopefully he gets traded, then he can probably play. But I don't know. Is he – he's eligible to play, right, no matter what? That's, he hasn't been suspended um, or anything? He's not on the commissioner's exempt list. However, there's speculation that if he were traded and maybe on an active roster and pending whatever happens in this investigation, they could end up later on putting him on said exempt list. So that's kind of why the Texans – have or and teams in general have been kind of like holding off on it because let's say they do trade for him, they may there's no guarantee that he might play, but it's all kind of like up in the air at least from what I've been seeing. Um, I'll also say that um, didn't Brian Flores and the Dolphins kind of like shut down the trade talks? Or I mean, that, they could say that they all they want, they but they're oh, still true. they're still linked to the rumors. They're still interested in Deshaun. I heard Watson. the Panthers are one of the front runners. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw some. <laughs> I saw some stuff with Carolina for sure. And I think that'd um, be a great destination for him. Yeah, but I will say, though, uh, they did also say that he will not be put on the commissioner's exempt list uh, because they're not saying or they're saying this is not like a violent crime, which is apparently reserved for violent crimes. What? And yeah, yeah, no, this, this is well, it is the NFL. Said, so. Yeah. So they it's said, uh, yeah, so they said he will not be they don't plan on putting him on the exempt list. Now, of course, if any new information comes to light yeah, or yeah. say like you know, one of the criminal uh, investigations results in like a conviction. I mean, obviously there's a chance he doesn't play another snap in the NFL, but like they said, he's as of right now, he's good to go as soon as, well, I guess he decides. Well, yeah, that's the thing with Houston. He just didn't want to play for them. So that's why he's not right. playing. So that's, that's kind of what I was trying to get. I was like, does he just play? If he gets traded to a new team, does he just start out of nowhere? Like, I don't I mean, know. I imagine you probably have to give him a week to learn the playbook. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like they could simple it down, though, especially if the team is desperate enough like Carolina looks to be right now. I mean, they benched yeah. Sam Darnold for C.J. Walker, um, who I actually hey, – I like C.J. Walker. We like P.J. Yeah, it's P.J., isn't it? P.J. Yeah, we like P.J. Walker. I, yeah, he's a good – he's a decent quarterback. But, I mean, uh, back to the waiver thing, though. I, I, I say if you have a spot and you're – and you can pick them up, why the hell not? If something yeah. crazy happens, we all know Deshaun Watson's one of the most versatile quarterbacks in the NFL when he is playing at full health. Um, if you want to take the risk uh, uh, or you have a spot, you know, go for it by all means because he's still Deshaun Watson. It's just more of a we don't really know what might be happening in terms of his legal status and being able to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely worth the stash if you got a spot. Um, uh, the other quarterback we got for you guys is uh, Carson Wentz, who is surprisingly only 40% rostered. Surprisingly, I say that because he is a starting quarterback in the league. And I understand it's Carson Wentz, but he hasn't been playing too bad. Uh, he had three touchdowns on Sunday Night Football. 
And um, he has the Titans up next week, and they have a very poor defense. Uh, I think Josh has something else to say about Mr. Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, if you're one of the few people who, you know, didn't draft a really good quarterback like Zach Wilson and then had to pick up Sam Darnold, who's not turning out too well, you can turn to Carson Wentz. And <laughs> he's been a great option lately. Uh, we had someone uh, that fit that narrative yes. in our league just do that exact thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, I Although think to be he's... fair, everything he touches does die. So That is true. Maybe, so, um, yeah, be be cautious with this one. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Like, like Jared said, he's been playing really, really well uh, uh, in these past uh, uh, three games, three or four games. Um, he's definitely one of the better waiver options that I'm seeing out there right now. Um, and like Jared said, he's got Titans next week. Titans have been a hot team lately, but uh, honestly, their defense still isn't that amazing. And Mo Alley Cox and uh, Pittman have been playing really, really well, been great weapons for him. So um, I like Carson Wentz as a uh, pickup if you need a quarterback or QB2. Uh, I say the Titans defense is poor, even though they did kind of shut down Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense. So I will give them credit with that, but I still think it's a very QB friendly defense for Carson Wentz this coming week. I agree. I just really don't know what to think after watching that game. Man, the Chiefs just, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I think that's more Chiefs, you know what I mean? <laughs> their offense is just looks bad, and their they defense is terrible, so just, yeah. <clears throat> they don't make the playoffs. Is that what you're about to say? Who knows? No, I mean, that's that's definitely a real possibility, but no, nah, I, I won't go into the Chiefs anymore. That's for another time. <laughs> It's right. for the NFL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out Thursday. Be ready for that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the quarterbacks. Also, if you're looking for another elite option at quarterback, there's Joe Flacco. He makes his first start for the Jets this week. He just got traded, and he's got the Bengals defense. So if you're looking at that, <laughs> Joe Flacco is still elite. He's that's on the way That's just a terrible. Do not pick up <laughs> Joe Flacco. The FSL podcast does not endorse that decision. The Bengals defense is legitimate. That's going to be horrible. Do not touch him. Yeah, please don't. He's on the Jets too, so don't touch him. Don't touch that offense. That's just Jared. All right, so the running backs we got for you. Uh, We got two Philadelphia running backs. We got Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Now, Kenneth Gainwell is rostered in only 38% of sleeper leagues, and Boston Scott is a mere 6%. But I'll let Josh take over the Kenneth Gainwell because he's – He's got him in our fantasy league, and I know he loves him. Disclaimer before Josh does that, uh, he is definitely biased. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, uh, he, uh, 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 Miles Sanders got hurt. Um, I missed the injury uh, uh, right when he got hurt. I switched over right after because I had to start Gainwell this week because Najee and Dalvin were on a on a buy. So then I was very I was a lot more uh, invested into the game. Uh, however, um, the biggest thing here, uh, in my opinion, is that Kenneth Gainwell between the two, uh, especially for PPR, he's the receiving back. There's no denying it. Um, he, he's going to get all the receptions. Well, Boston Scott's definitely more of the rusher uh, per se. However, I will. Um, after Sanders got hurt, it seemed as if they were rotating them on a um, every every other or every uh, 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 series instead of uh, rotating them in and out during the same series. So um, that's what it seemed to be uh, after he got hurt. That being said, going into this week, they may change it up. I don't know if they'll still do that. 
but um, I think Kenneth Gainwell, uh, especially for PPR, he he's got the he's going to get those receptions for you. He actually even before Sanders got hurt, he came in and caught that touchdown pass, which was um, which just goes to show even more his reception viability. Um, but I still like Boston Scott. Boston Scott still got a touchdown as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just I'm a little higher on Gainwell than I am Boston Scott. But if um, you need a running back this week. And one of them, uh, you can't. I feel like you can't get wrong with either because Boston Scott's gonna get them goal line carries, and Kenneth Gainwell's gonna get those receptions. So I like them both, but I'm a little higher on Gainwell if he's if they're both available, we'll go with him. Yeah, I think it comes down to a matter of what you believe. You know, if you if you'd rather have the receiving back in the Eagles offense, which I personally think is probably the more valuable option, uh, just because all they do is play garbage time football, and they don't and... like to run the ball. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts yeah. takes half the damn runs, uh, and then Boston, you know, Boston Scott. Obviously, he got the majority of the like rushing carries afterward. But I mean, they're going to be in negative game scripts pretty much every week. So I think Kenneth Gainwell is probably the right back to have. Yeah, and I I would agree. I think Kenneth Gainwell should be the running back you target just because even from the beginning of the season, we've all been preaching that Kenneth Gainwell is going to eventually take over Miles Sanders' jobs or job, if not this, at least majority of the touches. So I think Kenneth Gainwell right now is the time to pick him up. And maybe we'll see him take over that backfield a little bit more, when even when Miles Sanders comes back. Um, another running back we got for you guys is Brandon Bolden of the Patriots. Uh, he's only owned in 10% of the leagues. Uh, he's that James White PPR guy in New England. Uh, he had seven targets last game for 79 yards and a touchdown. Wow. I did not really watch much of that game, so I did not see that. But, um, yeah, does anyone else have anything else to say? I mean, he got the James White role. He's not as good as James White. Uh, I think he's your poor man's James White, and it kind of just depends on who they're playing. I mean, they're not going to be playing the Jets every week, but, I mean, if if you have faith in him as, like, a low – I think he's a low-end flex play. Uh, Is he the running back behind – He's behind Damian. Damian Harris. Okay. Yeah, Damian Harris is definitely the RB1. And the offense kind of seems to be focused, like, around him. Uh, but, I mean, Brandon Bolden comes in for those, uh, you know, the third down role. Yeah, they have the uh, Chargers this week, one of the worst mm-hmm. rushing defenses in the league. Uh, that being said, we are kind of looking more at his receptions, but uh, seeing as the Chargers can't stop the run, he may get some rushing carries because you know Damian Harris is going to be tearing him up. So yeah, uh, I didn't put his mind. carries on this sheet uh, because he had two carries for zero yards. <laughs> yeah, oh, but... there you have it, James White rule. <laughs> true, true. To um, the T. So that'll about do it for the running backs this week. Wide receivers, we got. Yeah, a decent list for you. We'll start with Alan Lazard, the Lizard King out of Green Bay. Uh, he's only rostered in 11% of leagues. Uh, this week especially, try to get Alan Lazard because Devontae might be out. I don't know. His... Depends on if he's vaccinated or not. Yeah, I don't know his vaccination I don't status. Think, I don't think we know his vaccination status. He's vaccinated. Technically, he could be back in his he could. two days, right? But he, he tested positive, right? Yeah, so he needs to he needs to be vaccinated if he wants any chance to play this week. I'm not exactly sure what the rule is. is I think it's is, 24 is it short enough time frame because he plays he plays Thursday night. Yeah. He should be good if he's vaccinated. 
Okay, because he must. Okay, well, he tested positive today, right? So mm-hmm. we don't think he tests negative tomorrow, right? Uh, that's true. I don't think. Either way, good chance yeah, that Devontae. Keep an eye on, yeah. Keep an eye the, on his status. Even with Devontae, sure I still think he's projected out at this point. Um, yeah. So, options are what Lazard and Cobb, and uh, Mark. True. And let's scan. Obviously, obviously Tunyon for the uh, for the touchdowns. Tunyon, <laughs> but um, for Alan Lazard's sake, he had five of six for sixty yards and a touchdown last week or this past week, and he also had a touchdown last week too. So they're starting to try to get him involved. He has great size for a wide receiver. I believe he's six five, two twenty seven. So I don't know why they don't use him more, but they they honestly should as a wide receiver too. And maybe this will be the game. They're going to have to. They're playing the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was about to say is they do play the Cardinals, and their defense has been playing really well. Right. So he'll have a positive game script, but hopefully this is the game that Alan Lazard kind of carves out a, a permanent role in that offense. So definitely be on the lookout for him. Uh, the next one we got is T.Y. Hilton. Even after coming back last week, he is only rostered in 46% of sleeper leagues. Um I'm gonna let Josh take this one or or Trevor on why they should pick up T. Y. Hilton. I mean I only left him in here because he was on our waiver show from last week. Or I don't even know if that ever got released or not, uh given oh, our it technical difficulties. Okay, yeah, we were having some issues. But uh we had him on the show for last week or two weeks ago. I don't remember. Anyway, we oh, had him on the show. He's back. Yeah, so he he's expected to be back this week. Um, I personally don't love the play, um, but he was in here. I think he's got what wide receiver three, maybe with wide receiver two upside. Um, you know, but he he was four for four uh, for eighty yards in his only game uh, so far this or in his only game or his most recent game back. I don't even know. His only but, yeah, his I mean, game back. Yeah. yeah, I imagine he'll probably eat into uh, Pittman's work share a little bit, but I mean Pittman's probably still the better wide receiver, and it's I just think T. Y. Hilton will probably get his and. Personally, I don't think there will be a whole lot of fantasy value to either one, but that's my take, and obviously the floor is so here. either one? Me. You don't think Michael Pittman just doesn't just remains the same? Uh, I don't. I don't personally, uh, but that might be kind of hot takey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the general consensus is on him, but everybody seems to love him. and He looks good. I, yeah, but, I mean, he didn't look good in his one game with T.Y. I mean, granted, it was against Houston. Yeah. Um and That's T.Y. Houston. Game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it could be an outlier and I could just be totally wrong there. I obviously can see that narrative, but in TY's one game where he only played fifty percent snap share, he all, he got four targets and I think Pittman had a dud that week, didn't he? Didn't yeah, he only he have didn't, like he didn't really I think he had like a catch or two. Yeah, like three targets. Know. And Mo Ali Cox is making a bigger presence finally. Um, which I had said on the first waiver show, <laughs> by the way, in case anybody remembers, I said, keep an eye on him. Yep. Uh, but, you know, they're finally using him like they should have been all this time. You know, he's like, what, six, eight, but yeah. whatever. I could rant about this forever. But what the, I think with TY is on here just because Paris Campbell will be missing time. So TY can kind of fill in that role and it won't really take that much out of Michael Pittman, but we'll see the type of chemistry him and Carson Wentz can kind of develop. All right. Um, the next receiver. Oh boy, it's a Detroit Lion uh, by the name of Khalif Raymond, who is only rostered in seven percent of leagues. Uh, I don't really know much about him except for he's a really fast receiver. 
Uh, they're just trying to get him involved, but it's the lines and Jared Goff. You can only do so much. So I, I would suggest maybe looking at him. Don't really expect much if you do get him because he he doesn't seem to be consistent enough, or at least that Lions offense is not consistent enough where you can depend on Khalif Raymond to be like a flex option. Yeah, um, I was watching some of that Rams-Lions game, and he looked fantastic. Um, it's just, again, like you said, it's the Lions offense. Um, I mean, Quintez Cephas, he looked good at the beginning of the season too, and then he kind of faded away. So, you know, with Goff, he's going to be dumping it down to Swift majority it's of the time. primarily Swift, yeah. Yeah, but at and the TJ. same time. Yep. And TJ. But at, yeah, and TJ. But at the same time, you know, if it, it, it only takes one of these receivers to carve out a role, and we know Goff can feed his wide receivers. I mean, look what he did with the Rams. Um, and all and all of his guys there, but um, you know he showed he showed some fireworks on on Sunday. If you're in deeper leagues and you're um, want to stash him for in case he does carve out a, a more prominent role, definitely do it. But uh, really temper your expectations. He's not going to come out and be you know uh, uh, a crazy wide receiver one or anything. But who knows? Yeah, I, he's just fast, and you're really depending on the explosive play with him. Uh, I actually disagree with the explosive play thing. Uh, I mean, he's been getting targets lately. I don't know if you guys have looked into it. Oh, I have. I had him once on my team and then I dropped him because of the inconsistency. (laughs) Okay. Well, here, let me, let me, let me, let me say what it is here real quick. From week three on 10 targets, six targets. Here's the outlier, two targets, seven, eight. Okay. And his fantasy, his fantasy points, each of those weeks from three on 13, 19.6, 19.6, zero on the two targets. He didn't catch either one. And then 9.7, 17.6. And yep. he got, he had 17.6 last week without a touchdown. I will say yeah. that. So I think he's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, if you have space, I'd pick him up. I think he's a great pickup. And uh, let's just see if he kind of develops a more prominent role in the offense. Yeah, I'm kind of biased on it just because the week I did pick him up, he posts zero points and then he was back on the waiver wires. So, but yeah, Oof. I agree with Trevor on that as well. Um, that'll do it for the receivers. Uh, we just have a honorable mention of Rashad Bateman as well. Still only 52%. Josh is not happy with that number. <laughs> Come on people. 52%. Doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. Did you I see did... what he was doing on Sunday? <laughs> That's just one day, one, one week after his first, professional action ever yeah oh Rashad Bateman looks good and he's gonna be that wide receiver one for the Ravens eventually so absolutely definitely grab him if you can if he's on the waiver wire um so for the tight ends like you guys know it's basically streaming options and very touchdown dependent position um so the first one we have is a uh, CJ Uzama who's only rostered in 50 percent of leagues uh for me, this is a streaming option this week just because he is very touchdown dependent. He had three reception or three targets for two touchdowns last week. And that obviously boosted him up for 24 points. He plays the Jets this week, and the Jets cannot guard tight ends to save their lives. So if you need a streaming option at the tight end position, definitely go for CJ and the Bengals because they look really good right now. So does Joe Burrow. And I guess Jamar Chase, but it's guess <laughs> yeah i will say cj is also very talented he is very talented uh, you look i don't him, know he's very athletic yeah he is and the problem i think 
is just there's just not enough targets to go around oh, in that offense. I agree. Yeah. I didn't even put him on here. I didn't even put him on the show because he's just a uh, streaming option, heavy, heavily touchdown dependent. But uh, mm-hmm. but like you said, he does play the Jets next week, so I think it was a good addition. Yeah, it's just a streaming option, so don't don't expect it to be your your tight end from now on. Um, but Trevor's guy is next, Mo Ali Cox out of Indianapolis. We just got done mentioning him. Only rostered in eighteen percent still, but um. I think last night kind of is going to boost that number up this coming Tuesday. So definitely make him a priority. I'll let Trevor talk more about him or Josh. I think Josh would say something. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, kind of like tying it in. We already had, we already talked about Wentz. We already got T.Y. on here. I mean, I just think the Colts offense has just been playing really well recently and definitely riding that wave along, um, definitely riding that wave in one of the added Mo Alley Cox and like Trevor said, we brought him up multiple times before on the show. Um, he's getting, he's still getting fed. He's got four touchdowns through the last four weeks. Wentz is playing better. Um, to me, uh, he's still um, a tight end streamer in my opinion, but honestly, the best tight end streamer out there right now in my opinion. Um, he's still getting, fed. he's just getting fed. He's getting those touchdowns, um, and I would definitely, if you're in a need for a tight end, definitely pick him up right now. Yeah, his next three opponents are Tennessee, Jets, Jacksonville. That's huge. Those wow. Are huge. Yeah. That is very friendly. That's and all he does is if they're in the red zone, Mel Alley Cox gets a target. Oh, yeah, zone. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, he's I mean, definitely their red zone target. I mean, he is this. Okay, so Sleeper has him listed at 6'5. He is not 6'8. He is 6'8, right? He is 6'8. He's massive. And that one touch, that touchdown play was set up for him too. Pittman just did like a shadow, shadow block route, uh, not a pick, but it was beautiful. And he just came off on the other side of it and just waltzed into the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're definitely dialing stuff up from him once they get like 15 yards right in the red zone. Um, and I mean, for a streamer tight end, what more can you ask for? Um, he could even be your next possible starter. I mean, there's, I just think that out of, out of the options right now on the waiver wire, 18%. I mean, there's definitely tons of you out there who need a tight end like myself. So <laughs> definitely pick up Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> um, he's listed as 6'6, but Jack Doyle is also 6'6. And I've seen them next side by side, and Mo Alley Cox easily has them on height. So I don't know if what is accurate anymore. Got them cleats too. I don't know what's accurate either, <laughs> yeah. but I could have sworn he was six foot eight. I mean, we could check what he is listed at in basketball. Yeah. He used to play <laughs> basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought know. he was six eight two. But anyways, that'll do it for the tight ends. Uh we got no kicking options for you this week. Uh yeah. maybe get Will Lutz. Evan McPherson. <laughs> Just the Evan usual. McPherson. I don't know why I didn't mm. put him on here. What's his roster percent? I guarantee you it's low. But he's got the Jets this week. The Bengals are moving. I've had him on my roster all season. He's six percent rostered. Six percent, Evan McGoatson. What the hell are you doing, people? Get out there, pick him up. Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals' offense is moving right now, and if anything, you always want a kicker on a good offense because got a leg volume too. Alone, so he does have a leg. He hit a fifty-two yarder yesterday or mm-hmm. this yeah. past week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easily too. Mm-hmm. He's a very strong, accurate kicker. I'll give him that. Except for that Packers game, but except for that, the Packers, Packers game, game was wild. Everybody's yeah. missing. Everyone was missing. So yeah. We could also throw that up to him being a rookie and being his first time pressure. No, it's not because he hit a game winner against the Vikings. Ignore that. He hit, yeah, he's he hit, hit two game winners. He's hit two game winners. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville game, too. Oh, he's that's right. He's got ice in his veins, dude. 
Ice in them like veins. Except, Except that Packers. one week. <laughs> Except that one week. Except, Except that, that one week. week. You'll well, see under the rug. You hit the flag, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, that was <gasps> hilarious. We're going to talk about anyway. more Bengals. Uh, to wrap up the show today, uh, we got one defense for you guys to kind of look into. The Cincinnati Bengals defense rostered only 11% of leagues, even though, according to our Bengals enthusiasts, Trevor, they are a legit defense. Yes, yeah, sir. Have not been on many rosters. They get the Jets this week, as we said multiple times already. And Joe Flacco will be starting. In parentheses, not that it makes a difference, but <laughs> Joe Flacco being traded to the Jets, even though he's been there before, it's still kind of a different playbook under Salah. So he's still learning under that. And I mean, it's the Jets. Their offense is a mess right now. So a lot of opportunities for turnovers for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Bengals D looks legitimate. Dude, Trey Hendrickson has been having a hell of a season. Uh, uh, Logan Wilson is looking like one of the best linebackers in the league. Shadobia Wuzier has really stepped up. Um, you know, he's a great addition in the offseason. Loving our team right now. Jesse Bates is obviously an animal. Yeah, you know, Jesse even, Bates. I don't even talk about him. My God, dude, our team's so good. <laughs> so after that unbiased opinion from Trevor, mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll do it <laughs> for this waiver Wire show. Uh, tune in next week, of course, to find out what else, what other gems you can find in the waiver Wire. We'll help you get there. We'll help you find them. Uh, anything else? You guys want to say before we head off? Um, that I am thankful for the fantasy gods for getting me through this bipocalypse. <laughs> somehow pulling out a, an amazing <laughs> dominant win over Bendy. Wow. I love you, Bendy, but um, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get 88 points tonight. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, DK am- Mecca. No. <laughs> Don't even matter. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I'm currently down exactly one point to Kunis. On the nose. Oh my god! I, I hope you guys tie. Just because yeah, I want twenty-three to left in the second quarter, the Saints just kicked a field goal. I'm down mm-hmm. one point. I have Tyler Lockett and Alvin Kamara, and he has the Saints defense. Oh, I should tie. pull this out. I should pull this out. You'll be fine. I should. <laughs> you already got screwed over on one Monday night. Crazy uh, things have season. happened, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tune yeah. in next week to. To see Trevor get screwed over. Find out how that's, he gets screwed over this That's time. why I'm putting this all out there. It's got to be time stamped because I, I already know, man. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Alrighty. All right, guys. That'll do it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.